Welcome to Paranormal Dash Spirits. This is where we come to get our booze on, hang out with all our booze, and talk about booze, the things that go bump in the night and scare us. We did an interview with Bonnie Jennings on a previous episode where she talked about her near-death experience and that she recorded in her book along with uh, paintings that she's done. So Bonnie's video was so interesting, our interview with her, that we wanted to call her back. There was a lot of things that we didn't get to touch on, and uh, she basically got to tell us about her book, but we wanted to delve a little bit deeper and ask a few more questions uh, regarding that. So this is the continuation of that uh, initial interview. So is everybody back? We're, are we ready? We're ready. I know we were talking <laughs> about parallel experiences between... Um, uh, or not necessarily experiences, but correlations between shamanism and your NDE and right. elevated entities <clears throat> and beings that had um, uh, kind of the same scenario going on where as far as answering questions and, and not answering them. I, I okay. want to touch on a, an aspect of what you were talking about with um, a remote viewing and how that correlates with the out-of-body experience and okay. the NDE. Because okay. I know when when I started uh, exploring remote viewing, I noticed that when you were talking about the, uh, the pods. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm trying to find the bus. No, sorry. No, it's fine. No, no, sorry. It's the best way. It just makes me look out. I'm going out that way. Okay, yeah, back to the remote viewing. So, so in remote viewing, somebody asked me one time, you know, in remote viewing, you don't know your target. And right. you they give you a grid coordinate. And for lack of a better word, but uh, a grid coordinate, a set of numbers, and you focus on those set of numbers, and that that takes you where you're going <clears throat> as far as discovering what you're looking for. The um, and it keeps it like a true blind, so that you don't know, so it can't you can't be influenced. Mm -hmm. And somebody gave me a target, for lack of a better word, um, one time of a person that had passed and had moved on and yeah, you were i had it. the i had i didn't see pods but the rows and rows and rows of people that had passed i saw that uh during the remote viewing which i thought was kind of interesting that you would see the the lines and we didn't get much into during the the book or in the conversation but the there are all these pods that are just lined up. Uh, I think you were talking about when you were talking about the the being in the the spaceship. Yeah. Um, and you saw the 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 pods like that that were lined yeah. up. Well, let me just before we get to the remote viewing, uh, the pod question that I was asked by two women, which by the way, you're going to come, you and Alyssa are going to come over here, and they're going to re-interview me and it's going to be about that pod question okay okay so the pod question 
that they had for me is I said in my book, I painted the pods after mm -hmm. my experience. And I went back and I painted them. They said, why did you do that? And so I pondered that question because I'd asked myself that question. And I, I didn't know why, but I had to think about it. And I'm not 100% certain what they were implying is 100% true, but it certainly might be. Because one of, one of the women um, had an NDE, and she saw the pods, too, in her NDE, and they were mm. not colored like the way I said. And so, um, anyway, I don't want to get too much into that because it gets really weird. And I'm, um, we'll, let's get into that as we get more information. Okay. Down the road, if that's will, okay. Yeah, and that's fine. I will point out, or I would like to to make a point that when what I saw was not in color either, it's very very great scale. Okay. So, so just, what did I you think, think about that? Uh, <clears throat> when I saw it, I I made a rule <laughs> for any time that I did a remote viewing for someone from then on, mm -hmm. I would not do something someone that had passed if I knew that they had passed or that they knew that they had passed. Wow. Okay. I, wow. I did not want to go wow. and experience that again. Okay. So they were in the pod that was uncolored. It was great. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And my wow. rule from then on oh. was anybody that I did a remote viewing for, I, I don't want to do one for somebody. If you like, can you find my grandmother? You know, it's, if that was their intention that they placed right. on their coordinates. That they want to see their grandmother, and knowing good and well that the grandmother is passed, I I, re, I told them anybody I've ever done since then that I would not do that. Right. It was a very that's um, very interesting. Well, it was just it wasn't a pleasant experience because in remote viewing you get more than just the the visual of something. You get the the feeling as well, uh -huh. and there was a lot of feelings associated with that, and I just didn't want to. Kind of negative feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay, so I don't, I don't want to say anything while we're on air because mm -hmm. I don't know for certain, but we will certainly talk off the podcast. Okay, you know, I mean, we we discussed this a little bit mm -hmm. until we know more. I mean, I don't want to scare everybody to death, and oh, and, no. and I. I um after oh, I don't reading mind that scaring them. <laughs> <laughs> I um after That's what reading we do that, here. <laughs> after reading um that book Alien Interview that about four or five of us NDEs read that mm -hmm. and um it was about the nurse in 1947 who was never brought to fame her name was never mentioned and right. uh, she she took her own life in uh 2000 13, I believe, or 12 or 13. But meanwhile, she submitted all her nursing notes to uh, Stephen Lawrence, who was her editor, and he refused to do the book seven or eight years prior to this. Yeah. But af after he, did, he, he didn't believe her at first, mm -hmm. but after he read the book, he said, oh my God, this is unbelievable because she is the one that the alien 
that they captured after that crash. And you're talking actually, about Roswell. Roswell. Yes. Mm-hmm. She she spoke to he the alien A I E L Al spoke to the woman who was the nurse. She was an Air Force nurse. When you and, say um, when you say A I E L, that is that the alien's name. name. Okay. Yes. It was another name, but they called him A-I-E-L. He only, he or she, he was the captain of the ship that went down. Mm-hmm. And he only spoke to her and nobody else. And they spoke through telepathy. And she wrote all this in her notes, and nobody ever paid any attention to her. <laughs> she was the only one with the truth story since 1947. Wow. What's wrong with these people? <laughs> she was a woman. And she was a nurse. And so her story wasn't good enough. And I find that it's just so wrong. So I'm sorry, I got off a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Let me let me draw you back in. So so I want to know what is the most what's the most profound life-changing aspect of what you've experienced because let's face it not everybody gets to experience this well everybody gets to experience it but they don't get to go back and tell people about it and that's what i want to hear okay how has it changed your life a lot um it um it you asked me before about has it made some negative things and honestly my family has a very hard time hearing this. Um, they just can't believe that it's that's so sweet. Uh, <laughs> they had to get in on uh, the show. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They um, they have a hard time believing this. And then my daughter is a born again Christian, and she doesn't want to hear anything of it. And so it has caused a real conflict. But other than that, okay, here's the most profound thing. And it gets into remote viewing a little bit. I go, I do Qigong now, and it's Chinese energy moving, C-H-I, energy moving exercises, because that's the only thing I can't do. I have no feeling in my legs. And so I have to do something. And so... Through the three and a half years that I've been doing this, I've moved energy. And so last summer, I'm moving energy with my hands. And all of a sudden, I looked down at my hand, and there was no hand. There was just energy. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. There's no physical. Okay. And then I, um, this was uh, not my first experience, but I looked up into this, and I do this outside. I looked up into the sky, and all of a sudden, these beings, excuse me, came into my focus. I mean, and they were in another dimension, okay? They're not in our dimension. And uh, <laughs> I sound crazy when I tell you this, but they, they were like cats, okay? They, they were very, um, they had... Uh, uniforms on like like um military uniforms but they also had reds and purples on they were very elegantly dressed 
And so I did some study on this, and they're called the Irmas. And the Irmas were what the Sphinx in Egypt came from. And so it was believed that the Irmas were the ones who wrote the hieroglyphics. Okay. And so as I'm outside last summer, I look up in the sky after doing this energy movements, not seeing my hand, all of a sudden, these beings start appearing. And they're like looking at me like, what the heck are you doing here? And I'm like, who in the heck are you? And it was like, what? And um, so I kind of quit. And I went back in and I went back out a couple of days later and I didn't get in there. They were. And uh, so I got used to seeing them. And so a year later, um, I was out there yesterday. It was pretty. And um, now when I look up um, and you're looking into dimensions. And so my experience left me with the ability to see into other dimensions, like he was pulling the sand, the fractal world, okay? We are part of simulation. <laughs> okay, I can't tell you that. It's, that's my belief. We are part mm -hmm. of a matrix simulation. And um, so this energy is coming through and it's like, oh, wow. I mean, I saw some beings yesterday. Um, some of them are quite frightening looking, but they're not, they're not mean. They're just, you know, they just don't look like us. Some of them are angular and triangular. And, so when you talk about the, the uh, Irma, that uh -huh. is a, aren't, isn't that a, let me phrase this. Aren't they believed to be a warrior class? Or what? Aren't they believed to be a warrior class? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, they are a warrior tribe. And they um they have been associated initially with the reptilians. However, they the further report this the Hispanics do a much more in-depth discovery of them. They know more about them than we do. Um, and they say, no, they are protectors, just like you're saying. They are, um, they are not, they are against the reptilian. Um, although they're warriors, they are very much against that uh, control over uh, humanity. So, so when we talk about the Egyptians, they believe that the cat, were the guardians of the underworld and the whole point of having cats was to keep the the rats out of the silos which kept the snakes away because the rats weren't there as food so right. it's, so there's there's similarities there historically and yeah. and it's interesting that in history we tend to we we repaint things so that it it makes it's palpable now you know, like a lot of people believe that um, when St. Patrick uh, drove the snakes out of Ireland, uh, a lot of people believe that it wasn't actually snakes, but they were talking about reptilians. Or pagans. Or pagans. That's what or I was pagans, about to yeah. say. That, that's yes. how I understood it is to yeah. say that oh, he snakes. drove the pagans out of Ireland. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. This is how they portray many pagan gods now are portrayed as demons, right? And it's right. 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 So the so coming back from this NDE, mm-hmm. and you've come back, and I I I did not have an NDE when I was on the I was on an operating table and they woke me up and and I remember them telling me I'm gonna have to breathe and everything with the fade to black thing like in the movies where it starts out here and it goes in real tight and then it just goes away. And in my mind I thought, well, you know, I'm dead. And I've had some I've had some interesting experiences in my life that have really, I mean, really changed me. How has your death experience or your near-death experience, however you want to call it, how has that changed you? What changed, other than being able to see dimensions? Right, right. What is your mission now? Coming back, I mean, I know my mission is (laughs) to love life and not worry about tomorrow, not worry about dying, you know, because I've come so close so many times that it's like, you know, I'm not, not going to sweat it. I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to live in a bubble. Right. You know, right. Or, or walk around in bubble wrap, hoping I don't die tomorrow because that's just not me. Right. So how did that change you? Never stop learning. Learning? Always be open. Don't hmm. close your doors. Be open. Um, basically, so, just... So now that you come back, what is your, do you have a spiritual basis for anything now? Or is it? Um, well, you and I were talking the other day and I told you, I do not based? believe there's, yeah, I don't believe in the word atheist. I don't think there is such a thing. Mm-hmm. It might not be a belief in God or a theist kind mm-hmm. of, because my whole experience was the word God became so small because when you're looking at the universes from out in that telescope and you look back in the galaxy that we're in and you look to our solar system and you look to our planet, you can heart, you can't even see our planet. And yet we're here saying this little bitty word called God. It's minute. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't adequately describe. It doesn't. It, j- it just doesn't. So. Well, I mean, you mentioned uh, in your book is the best, you were speaking of Elohim? Yes. In a sense of God? Could you kind of expand on that a little bit? Well, I didn't talk about it being God because um, a, a week before this happened, Jordan Maxwell was on uh, Gaia, and he was talking about the Elohim, and he explained that the Elohim is a Hebrew word that is plural for gods. It is right. means gods. Okay. And so I thought, wow, that's really, really cool. And I have to tell you here that a small part of my DNA is Jewish. So I just thought, wow, that is really exciting, you know? And so um, um, I didn't, I know that somebody took that as probably, oh, that she's talking about God, you know, and and actually I was just talking about the word Elohim apart from 
the Christian definition of Elohim. Because I wanted to put it onto the Jewish Hebrew definition. Plural of gods. Does that make sense? So the Elohim was up there casting these brilliant lights. You know? And um, that uh, um, when I think of the when I think of the supreme force of the entire unending universes, I, I have to think in mathematics. I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, from mathematics, you have pictures and you have language and you have thought and speech and us, you know? I think that all things begin with mathematics, technically. And the, I know when you talk about the, uh, the Elohim or Elohim, the, uh, I think that it transcends every um, religion, if you want to call it a religion, or every belief system structure. There is always a creator God. And when, and I was reading your book, and you were talking about these things holding these kind of wands and just kind of creating as they cast this wand out and, and just sprinkled, sprinkled out galaxies, you know, and, and universes. And like a painter painting. So and it made me think, well, this is very, very similar to different um, creator gods in just about any religion that I can think of. Uh, there's always that that person, that being, that and not necessarily a person or a being, but a a force that is the creator. So whether you want to call it what I mean, what is a good name for it? Tell yeah, me. And that's just it. There's not one. And not and not, not in my one. mind. Because I can't think of one. It becomes I think our, our language becomes so limiting. Yeah when we try to describe the immenseness of what that what that creating force mm-hmm. can do. I always think about a kid with a video game and he's making us up, you know. <laughs> but, okay, so he gets he grows up and he's sick of this video game and he throws it down and we're done. Well you know it's it's funny you should say that because you talk about you know the Elohim in the uh, in your experience and in your book. You talk about the Elohim, and he's very pleased with everything he does. And in a way, that is very childlike. You know, hey, look what I did. You yeah. Know, there's no one to judge me. There's, <laughs> you know, there's no one. Yeah, to I didn't get that no. sense. I didn't yeah. get that sense that he was being proud, but just proud of his creation. This is so, you know. Yeah. How can anybody make fun of or complain about anything I make, whether they're born with one leg or two heads or you know it's and i know it's hard for us to think oh you know they're you know but that's not the way the elohim looks at it yeah when i was listening when i was reading your book i swear i thought about that old uh uh, it was it in living color stewie 
he, and he's like, look what I can do. Look what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what gave the vibe. It's like, oh, I'm throwing out these pages, these universes, and look what I can do. But that's what right. I thought of. So let me ask yeah. you, Bonnie. Um, do you think with this experience, do you how do you view death now? Has it changed how you view death? Are you scared of it? Are you are you looking? I'm not afraid of it. it. I mean, are you? I, how do you how do you feel about it? I don't. I'm not afraid of dying i mean i'm not afraid of death i'm a, i don't want to go through what i went through but i know that okay so they told me the reason that people go through so much pain when they die is that some people um don't want to go and so it's like shaking somebody out of the you know their uniform mm-hmm. so they gotta shake you out of it and so um so if you if you want to go just allow them to shake you out you know but it's like that fight to get that last breath is is give me that last breath you know it's um i don't want to go through that part i just I, let me go to sleep and i think that be done we as it. humans that's that's kind of like what we do though we you know we from the moment we're born and the doctor slaps you on the butt and you know you you fight for that breath and it's in our nature to fight to exist and i think that once we learn and and i have learned from my own experiences that we exist beyond this body so if we exist beyond this body there's really nothing to fear about shedding the body and moving on into a different existence into a spiritual existence or you know a non, I always mess this word up. Say it for me, John. Non corporeal. Thank you. What is it? What is non- it? Corporeal form means having a physical form, a non corporeal. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, John I think- is our dictionary and thesaurus. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of that fear, though, comes from, like, personally for me. I don't have, I haven't had any NDEs. I've never done remote viewing. I don't have anything like that. So for me, it is. A, a, fearful i mean it it makes me fearful because i don't no matter if i believe in another dimension or you know just Mm -hmm. heaven or hell or or however you believe if you've never experienced it you don't really know and we're so used to humans as knowing and that's it and it means what we know a a tangible knowing right and it's It's okay okay. i just think there's fear and so then it's like well, if I don't know what's going to happen to me after this, and I think, but I think part of it though, at least growing up how I did in a very Christian household, it wasn't a charismatic Christian household, but it was a Christian household that right, you're almost right. taught to fear that because it's like, have you done what you're supposed to be doing your whole life? And though right. it's supposed to be glorious in heaven, as it will in the Christian faith, have you done enough? You know, like you're, you're not actually, though you may believe it, it's a, it's still blood right. based on faith. And so I think that for those of us that have never had an experience like that, it, it is, it's scary. It's scary to know. And I think honestly, kind of like you're talking about the the pain, I think if people really got down to it, what's scary is how am I going to die? Because, you know, in the nursing oh, field, absolutely. you and I, I mean, you and I are both nurses. I mean, Mike and yeah. John are both have been in healthcare too. You hear these awful stories of people leaving this earth and it's awful and it's just suffering and you see these other people that they go to sleep and then 
you know, they, they just don't wake up again. And so both it's my grandmothers like, did that. Yes. And they so did. I think that that's, yeah. I think too. that's honestly part of the fear is how am I going to die? You know? And yeah. so I think that it's kind of, there's just so much about it that right. maybe those that have NDEs, whether they be more of a, like you're talking about a tunnel with angels and your family or what have you, or if it's more like kind of what you did with dimensions and extraterrestrials and that it's, right. but you still have that sense of, I know there's something beyond this as right. opposed to me where I'm just like, well, everybody says there's something beyond this, you know? So I'm going to keep that. <laughs> and there gonna, is. there's, there's a faith for me there, you know? Well, yeah, Alyssa, there I think, actually, I think there is like what you were saying, Alyssa, about is it angels or whatever. That was another thing I wanted to bring up. I, I think that's upbringing your personal religious faith or lack thereof. Or if you grew up like like Bonnie did, where ETs are a real thing, <clears throat> I think they're all the same entities that you're encountering, perceived in the way that you were raised. That yes. you erase and is most pleasing to you and comfortable to you. I disagree, I, but that's okay. Yeah, okay. Well, no, no. <laughs> None I mean, of us can that's... prove it. None of us can prove <laughs> right? it. Right. Exactly. And yeah. It, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I agree with you, John. I think it is our perception. Like we're manifesting we it because of this is what we know. So mm -hmm. we're putting a name right. to it type thing. This is our manifestation of this is how mm -hmm. I was raised. This is what it looks like type thing john is that kind of what you're saying well like i believe my if i were to have would it be more like bonnie's mm -hmm. i'm not religious i i'm not gonna oh it's jesus and the angels it's not something that i'm right. gonna experience exactly see for, see for me i would exactly i would die and i would wake up in the mountains on the front porch and you of the might cabin. You know, just like you're saying the expanse you know <laughs> that's right. that would be mine <laughs> Bonnie, I do have to ask you, with knowing your experience in your NDE, are you surprised at all about your experience? If you, I know that you said you had researched it prior to your actual experience and right. you had read about it, and then now you have your experience. Is there anything that surprised you about it? Or is it, I mean, are, was that not what you thought? Or, Well, I, when I got there, I thought I was going to have a tunnel. Uh, you know, I thought I was going to have all these beautiful lights. I thought I was going to have angels there. And that didn't happen. <laughs> where's, where's my Jesus? <laughs> where's my Dolly? Dolly, where's my? So, am I not good enough? <laughs> this, so, as you went through your experience, did you? Because I could see how you might feel that way. As you went through your experience, did you kind of feel then that? Oh well, this is my experience like it's not that i'm any less than or that i didn't do something right i did feel less than actually i did have okay. a feeling and i felt like um i got showed I, I i was taken to disney world and i got showed the workplace that's what i felt you know i thought other people get to go to heaven and, they the scenes. and i yeah i was taken down to the tunnels i, I was gonna say i'm in the hidden tunnels going through disneyland <laughs> I was taking where the workers are. Get to work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I have felt, you know, at times, yeah. Um, and I hear people, and I don't listen to NDEs now because of, oh, I saw the lights in the tunnels, and I'm thinking, why didn't I, you know? Well, am I not so, good enough? Or, so know? Let me ask you this. Wait, so, before you do that, babe, before you okay, ask the question, 
Do you think at all? So you termed it as a death experience because you were dead. I mean, you you did not yeah, I died. for an ex- I actually for, did. for an extensive amount of time. So I can tell you when I first read your story, I thought, well, I wonder if her experience might be different because of her amount of time that she was gone. Well, I thought the same thing. What do you think? You're a nurse. What do you yeah, think? Well, I would say that I'm surprised that it, this is nothing, you know, against you personally, but that they kept working on you. Because most of the time, Why? They, Why? I know they won't. Because you, if you do, I mean, you're, for lack of a better term, blessed. To, I mean, because most people, they get worked on that much. If they come back, they're vegetables. Like, they don't have That's right. any cognition. There's nothing. They're just right. sacks. I mean, they're just, we're breathing. Exactly right. Sometimes they're in a nursing but, home now. They're in yeah. a nursing home. Exactly. Why am I like, and that's what the neuropsychologist here in Tyler said to me. After all, and I and I went through testing. I went through like fifteen tests last summer, and I am autistic now. My father was. I forgot to mention that. But um, anyway, he said to me at the end. He says, "I don't understand it." He says, "I've got patients that are in the nursing home that were dead four minutes." Right. He says, "I don't follow patients. I do the testing." He says, "But I'm going to follow you if that's okay. I want to know what's different from you." than them. And he says, the only reason is your stuff is documented. That's the only reason I'm following you. Why mm-hmm. are you, why are you talking? Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> what, why? What the, I, I, what the I, hell is that all about? I have no <laughs> idea. I well, just, listen, it's that, like. Listen, that is a very good point that you brought up. It is. Bonnie Thank was you. for a long time. Long, long, right? long. She should not have come back yeah. and she did as you put it so eloquently, she should have been a vegetable. I'm know? sorry. This is, I mean, I mean it's no, true. it's true. I thought it's the true. same thing. In medical you know, terms, that, that's what we at call that point, it. You're yeah. a sweet potato. That's it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I did have to learn how to read and write, and I had to learn math again. And it was, I was just like a child again. But, Bonnie, you were gone 30 minutes at least. Actually, at more least. than that. At, at least. At least yeah. 30 minutes. People yeah. don't come back from that. So that is amazing in and of itself. Why? And I keep asking that. And I think it's to open my mouth and say something. And, I, and I'm in the Bible Belt. Um, and you guys are too. Uh, I'm not trying to scare anybody out of their beliefs. That's not the purpose of this. Mm-hmm. It's just the purpose of it is. And, and I'll tell the aliens don't care what religion you are. They don't, they've got their own. You can be whatever you are. But the, the thing is, is we as individuals have to open up so much that we love. Despite ourselves, we love, we appreciate, we take care of this earth. We are here to take care of this earth, you know. And we're, that's why we're here, you know? That's why they're allowing us this time is so that we turn ourselves around and say, we can do this because we can't and we have to. And it's hard. And, and anybody can have any religion they want. Nobody's here to take any religion away, you you know? Uh, but um, but the bottom line is is love. Okay, it's it's love. Yeah. No matter what. You know, and 
that reminds me of your book when you when I hear about or when I read about you, you going back down this purple tunnel back to your body. Okay. Yeah. Going back to your body. And you were talking about the alien calling after you. Don't forget love. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. don't forget the love. I think we and that goes back to what I was talking about, the interconnectedness between all of us that we had talked about before. We all belong to this great big family, you know, mm-hmm. overall. And and truly we should love. We should we love. Should. We should be nice to each other. We shouldn't be jerks. We should. And I think we should. There, you know, in a lot of different religions, we talk about, you know, in, even in in the Bible, it says, you know, what, and the greatest of these is love. And I think that's a very important lesson. Not, I'm not going to go all religious on you, but I'm saying. No, I agree. I agree. Love Faith, is hope, and love. He said the greatest thing is love. Faith, right. hope, and love. That's his bottom line. That's it. And I, I mean, and I honestly believe, especially somebody coming from a Christian background, I don't see why both of these ideas can't exist, coexist. Why can't like, I don't, they? I, I mean, I don't see that there's a reason why they can't like i think you can be just as much of a christian and still believe that there's alien beings and ufos and all of this i mean i don't think that necessarily your nde is any more wrong or right well, what if i else's. what if i told you jesus christ himself wasn't in was an alien being? well and there's like, people that have, I told you. You know, there's people that have said that too you know i think yeah that, but I think it comes, but that, I think yeah. too, it comes down to, it's your own personal yeah. beliefs. You can believe what you want, right. but I don't need to judge you for it or hate you for right. it. I think it's, it does come down to love. And it's just like, yeah. we can, you can believe whatever you want. You can have your experiences, but at the same time, yeah. I don't have to treat you any differently. I don't have to act any differently. Like we just saw, okay, that's your experience. Appreciate it. Yeah. We're going to learn about it and see, you know, kind of ask questions about it. Yeah. I mean, and, and so, I mean, do you think, from this experience, taking away from it, when you woke up, what did you do differently from then on? Or do you think that you've thought differently from then on? Oh, I did. I or came how back you've lived your life. Vegetarian. I came back a vegetarian into okay. the hospital with a brain injury. I wasn't eating. They said, Why aren't you eating? I said, I'm a vegetarian. I had never been a vegetarian in my life. <laughs> and I cook meat for my dogs. Okay. I don't eat it. I I just, and I've been that way for four and a half years now. Okay, so. Just something that happened. Wasn't a cognitive thought. Just, yeah, you just did. Hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's a little different. I mean, hey, there's. Yeah. It's better for you, supposedly. Yeah, I eat a lot of (laughs) butter and bread now. Give me that butter and bread. (laughs) Give me that butter and bread. I gotta have that, but. Um, so, anyway, yeah. How do you respond to skeptics? Because there are people out there, I know, we live in, oh, like yeah. we talked about the Bible Belt, and yeah. we're, we're on the buckle of the Bible Belt. We have the bat, the uh, Baptist Dome and Six Flags over Jesus here. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> I may have to bleep that out. You said but it. Not me. I, right, <laughs> the church said it, Tyler. <laughs> Yeah, we know it's true. I didn't say it. He didn't know. <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, though, there is a huge church influence here where we live. Mm-hmm. And so 
what do you what do you do what do you say to the naysayers that go well you, you just went to hell and you didn't know it Oh, well, yeah. they don't say it to my face. They say it behind my back. But I know oh, they're yeah, saying it. Oh, yeah, or online or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I know they're saying it. They can say it all they want to. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, it can if it gets back to me. But um, it's, um, I, you know, online on some of it, I don't ever go to NDE sites. Never. Why? Because they will eat you up and chew you out because you didn't have a tunnel and angels. And, <laughs> and it's like, well, you didn't really have an, in and it's like, okay, like I've been dead to... longer than most of them. Well, you, got your, you got your tunnel, but it was on the way back. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah out, of, out of humor. <laughs> I think that that may have something to do with the, the different experience that you had, Bonnie, honestly, was that you were gone so long. Yeah, you, know, you, you so. had an opportunity to see more than those people that yeah. just go to the light and come back, you know. And like John said, you know, they they went through their DMT. And I believe that I, I strongly believe they were standing at the doorway. They're at a near death experience. That's what they're having. And mm -hmm. and even though they said they were dead for three days or whatever they say, I'm sorry, you weren't dead for three days. I mean, right. I'm sitting here with another nurse, and she can tell you you weren't dead for three days. That may be their time <laughs> perception because the perception of time doesn't exactly. really exist in the in the way that we understand it in a conscious world, you know, exactly. in our corporeal form. And that DMT takes us into our own DNA, into our thoughts and our past lives and all the things that, you know, have I affected us. And everything experienced at one time, like right. you said at the beginning, you know, you have to put it into a lineal format to be able to explain it to others. Oh, yeah. Right. But that's not how it happens. No. It's happening. No. Well, that's I, I describe it like happens. a bubble. We're in a bubble. You can. Okay. So good. Good thought, John, because you're in that bubble that time doesn't exist. Okay. And so let's say you die. You're dead and you're in your bubble in that pod. And let's say you go back 200 years and you go back and live. Uh, let's say you go back to 1418 and you live that time period because there's no timeline. Does that make it's sense? See, right. I believe in, in my understanding for remote viewing that mm -hmm. Time exists in every in every time. That's the way I think of it, all the time. So, in other words, I can see in a, in a remote viewing, I can go back to the 1800s, okay, or I can go to 2024 in a remote viewing because we're not bound by time anymore. Much like your bubble, when you're inside the bubble, and all time happens at the same time. This this is uh, reminds what she mentioned in the book and uh, brushed out a little bit the akashic records, mm -hmm. which, which I had to Google. <laughs> which I didn't but, see, but, but in, in the years talk about all the time. I didn't see. Uh -huh. But what you just said, by I'll read you the definition. Uh, okay. 
a compendium of all universal events, thoughts, words, emotions, and intent ever to have occurred in the past, present, or future in terms of all entities and life forms, not just humans. And for remote viewing, that's tapping into that. It's what it is. And for Bonnie, it's being drawn out of her physical body and going to the bubble and being inside that bubble or pod, as you called it, and where all things exist at the same time. Mm -hmm. Man, this has been a really a remarkable book. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a really good talk. Yeah. Uh, I really want to wrap this up. Uh, we've been going for a long time, and, and I don't want to take up all your time, and I know that we've done that, and we've imposed on you tonight. by We can do it again so some other time. Absolutely. Yeah. But I do want you to, I do want you to stick your book up there again so we can see it again. Okay. Where's uh, my book? And so this is my near death experience. Uh, I'm trying to read it here. Well, if you let her talk, it'll actually put her screen in the front. Yeah. There you go. Okay. To Orion's belt, escorted by extraterrestrials by Bo Jennings, Bo Jennings. Bonnie Jennings. And I got I this. Pictures. I got this from Amazon. I know you guys can get it yeah. there. This is a, all you have to do is Google Bo Jen on Amazon and it'll pop right up. Awesome. So <laughs> that's how I have to find my the, uh, <laughs> This has been a really this has been really great for us. I've been, I've really enjoyed it. This was a departure. Lot of fun. Thank you so much. Yes. It's good seeing you, Allison. Nice meeting you, John. Nice to yes. meet you too. Yeah. Yeah. This is a this is a big departure from what we normally do for our, our podcast. We said we're going to poke fun I at know. each other and talk about ghosts and stuff and bigfoots and booze. And, and booze. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been fun. Well, it's good to see you. Thank Bonnie. you for having. Thanks Thank for having you me. So much. And I will let you know, obviously, when. Goes up and everything, and that way you can share with everybody. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you, Bobby. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bye bye.